Let God do it. Welcome back to the Accord Sessions, the place where we do everyday talk about our extraordinary God. Well, Naomi, we've had a right yeah. old week, haven't we? I know, and it's only Tuesday. Oh, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> so, if we haven't mentioned it, we're off to America a week today. I know. Woo! I, I mean, we are wait. a bit excited, aren't we? Yeah. We had the most hysterical day yesterday. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. was funny. Um, if, you, if you're on our Instagram page, the Accord Life, where we get behind the scenes nonsense that goes on in the studio. <laughs> There's this fabulous video quite a while ago where we had this, you know, so I'm kind of known, aren't I, that I have these (laughs) ideas and then I don't really think about the fact that it's going to take a cast of 45,000, you know, smoke screens, you know, chariots and horses, (laughs) uh, you know, clearing a a small city for a a week. I just don't think about how big it's going to (laughs) be. can't help it it's who I am yeah um so yeah I have these ideas and then yeah it takes a bit sometimes to execute it doesn't it (laughs) but I had this great idea for the bags that I wanted to use yeah as our freebies so they turned up which and they're spectacular I think these are one of our favorite things ever aren't they um but yet oh my gosh (laughs) uh to try and pack them yesterday to get to Houston yeah. was the funniest thing we've ever done. Oh my gosh. We literally, it was like trying, the only way I can say it, it was like trying to get an ocean into an egg cup, wasn't yeah. it? Into the suitcase. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had bags everywhere. Oh, they were everywhere. everywhere. And um, literally it was, yeah, it, we yeah. looked like drug smugglers or something, didn't we? Yeah. Like, you know, trying to conceal things. <laughs> yeah. And we had them shoved in pockets, shoved, I mean, we had yeah. them everywhere, didn't we? Yeah. Um, good. But unfortunately for us, which is such a, you know, first world problem to have, yeah. our numbers are increasing on the conference. Oh, so yeah. we think we, we thought we were sorted. Yeah. And now people are joining by the droves, which yes. is wonderful. Yeah. So we've had to add everything into the suitcase. Yes. But it has been a laugh, hasn't it? We did have yeah. quite a lot of laughter yesterday. Oh, yeah. There was lots of fun. Yes. Yeah. So if you could see the studio right now, it's relatively tidy, it's actually. It's not bad, actually, is Because it? yesterday it did look like we'd had crash yeah we'd had toddlers <laughs> let loose all morning and didn't it there was stuff everywhere yeah i know so yes yeah, so we're getting ready to go yeah. um oh we're so i can't wait yeah i can't same. wait um and so god is at work yeah and um i thought that this is what we'd want to really talk about today yeah um and today's podcast is entitled let god do it yeah. and it is shocking how controlling we are mm. <laughs> yeah oh man do you know what we just what is it within us Mm -hmm. that wants god that wants him to do things for us yeah that wants to trust him but yet we've got to be we micromanage him oh yeah don't you think yeah yeah. i think that's real yeah in our humanness i think that's a real thing yeah absolutely and i think there's times where we just like we either we won't give up the control oh man or we give it to him and then we take it back. Oh, Lord. <laughs> and it's like, like, we give it to him and we're like, yeah, God, like, I'll give that to you. And then two minutes later, we're like, can I just have that back? Yeah. And it's like, we we tend to either do one or the other, don't we? Where we yeah. either won't give it up or it's, we give it up and take it back. What comes to mind as you're speaking is Craig in the kitchen. Yeah. So if, oh, we've married, been married 21 years yeah. and I predominantly do all the cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we've discovered over the last couple of years is that actually Craig is a fabulous mm-hmm. cook. Yeah. Yes. But he's one of those, between you and me, yeah, that uses everything oh, in the no. kitchen over one dish. Oh, my God. So I'm like, it's a it's a one-tray bake, babe. Wang it all in, yeah. chuck it in the oven, we're good to go. Perfect. But no, he needs a dish to chop the garlic and then oh. a different dish to do this. And then before you know it, the dishwasher has done three loads for one a one-pan dish. Wow. But what happens is I'm in the kitchen and he hovers. Yeah. Oh, are we using frozen garlic, not fresh? I'm like, oh, <laughs> why don't you go and sit down and have an, a nice cold beer while I cook tea, my love? You know? Yeah. Um, and he's 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 on it. Yeah. Oh, should I stir the pot? Don't stir the pot. No, it's okay. It needs a little stir, you know? Yeah. And we're, he micromanages me. Yeah. And... Um, of course, I don't do that in the car when he's driving at all. <laughs> I was, you know what? The example I was thinking of was like someone like a backseat driver. I am a backseat car. driver. Yeah. <laughs> but we do that with God. You're yeah. right. You know, where we kind of, you know, lay it all before him mm. and say, over to you, God, we trust you. But then we're kind of like, oh, Lord, you know, what about this? Yeah. And, 
oh, what about this and what about that? And yeah. before you know it, you know, there's not a, we've kind of hijacked it. Yeah. And so I know that for us, um, this conference feels very different mm. to the last one, doesn't it? Yeah. In every single way, which is great because yeah. it's a different thing. Yeah. It's a different impartation. It's got different content. Mm. It's the, the outcome is different. Yeah. Um, and so we obviously um, are doing this at a different time of the year. We did our last conference in the winter. This one's in the summer. Yeah. So if you like, the logistics of this conference have been very different. Yeah. So for example, um, pe- people registering has been slower yeah. because it's summer. There's the issue of money. Kids are just out of school, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we had this period where it was drip, drip. Yeah. So last time, the numbers just flew, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And so this time, there, it's, been, it's been a little bit more drip, drip. Um, and so for us, we've been like, oh, you know, the numbers aren't there. Yeah. And even though we're not, we're smart enough in our flesh, mm-hmm. we're cunning enough in our flesh to not come out and go, I'm really worried the numbers yeah. aren't there. Yeah. We would never do that because we have faith. Yeah. Right. So what we do is that we kind of let just the little voice in the back of yeah. our head do the talking. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, at last, what seems like lastminute.com. Yeah. God as just bringing all the people that he wants in, the numbers are flying, we're ready to go, we're having to now do extras, and um, it's all fine, and we don't know what the fuss and the bother was about in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But why do we do it? Why do we make such a big fuss about the things of God yeah. and why don't we just let him get on with it and we serve it but also it's like that's what we prayed for that's exactly what we prayed it was for like, literally like we prayed that the right people would come yeah so it's like even that is just God answering that prayer yes so we pray it like we do the right things like we pray it we have faith for it mm. but then when it doesn't happen like straight away that's when you start to kind of like think well okay God like you know is this have I got what this if? wrong is this not actually mm. what you wanted? We start to kind of second guess it then. Mm. And it's like, so I was listening to something a little while ago and it was like, it was a Christian kind of broadcast, like mm. little clip. And the person on there who was talking, he said something that really just kind of like hit me where he said that sometimes God has to clear the room first. Oh, I love that. And he was talking about it. He was, he was looking at different examples from the Bible. So like when you had Jairus's daughter, yeah. things like that where there was like a preparation mm. first. So, you know, Jesus went in, he told everyone to get out. He said, you know, there's certain things that need to happen. Just leave me alone. And there were other kind of instances too. And it's like the room had to be cleared of people first so that God could do what he wanted to do. Right. And it's like, that really hit me because it's like, there's so many times when I get impatient with God. <laughs> right. Where I'm like, God, like I prayed for this, you know, like, did I not pray the right thing? Like Because we don't think it's going the way that we think it should. Exactly. Right. And we start to kind of then, I come up with other possibilities. Hmm. Well, maybe that's not the right thing. Maybe I need to pray harder. Maybe I need to have more faith. But what's the key thing that you're saying there? What do I have to exactly. do? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like God's there like, no, no, no. Like, I'm doing my Leave thing. Leave me alone. Yeah. yeah. I'm doing my thing. <laughs> but I, you know, there's a there's a process to this. Yeah. Like, there's stuff I got to do first. And it's like, there's there's been a situation kind of actually like this morning <laughs> for me where that very thing has happened, mm. where I've been praying to God for something and it kind of felt like it wasn't happening. Yeah. I was seeing like glimpses of it, but mm. every time it looked like, oh, this could be it, this is it. Right. It didn't work out. And like, I had faith, I was praying to God and then this morning something came through that is now like right. perfect. But hello. Yeah. You know? And it's in those moments that we have that moment of humility, isn't it? We're like, oh, I'm such a fool. Exactly. Lord, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, why didn't I just trust you all along? Yeah. And, you know, my life has been built on that, to be Mm -hmm. really honest, where um, I have those constant moments when God comes through always, because he's never not. Yeah, exactly. And that's the truth. Yeah. I can't think of one moment when God did not perform what he said he was going to perform. Yeah. Now, it's nearly never done the way I think it should be <laughs> yeah. or want it to be. Yeah. But he always performs his will mm-hmm. in the most perfect timing, in the most perfect way. And it always produces so much more than I could have ever produced. Yeah. 
Um, and my life has been built on that. It's been on like, come on, Beck, he's done this for you before. Just trust the process. Yeah. Um, but I really do love the fact that sometimes we have those moments in God. This sounds so awful and I don't mean it to be. But we have those moments in God where we have this big slap in the chops, mm -hmm. a slap across the face yeah. of realisation that he is God and we are his people. He is big, we are not. Exactly. And I know that sounds arrogant and I really don't mean it to be, but we need that. Yeah. You know, we yeah. need to understand that he is, you know, the master of the universe, the yeah. king of all kings, the lord of all lords, the alpha and omega. He knows yeah. the beginning from the end. We know nothing. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And we had this um, word, didn't we, in our wider community yeah. oh, a number of years ago. Um, from Dr. Noel Woodruff, and it was where God said, don't crowd me. Yeah. And I can remember at the time that being a significant breakthrough word mm -hmm. for me because I thought, yeah. And of course, your first thinking is, oh, well, that's not me, mm -hmm. you know. But then, oh, Lord, yeah. you know, it's like when I said to God, oh, Lord, please show me if I have any religiosity. But my mind was going, well, I really expected God to turn around and go, don't worry, love, you're good. You know, you're yeah. fine. And he kept me up for three nights. And I was like, okay, God, I get it. Oh, All right, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but we get to that point, don't we, where we just think, no, that's not me. Yeah. But then you realise that yeah. you do crowd God and overstep the mark yeah. and get in his way and, um, you know, sort of get over-involved in things that we shouldn't be. Yeah. Um, we micro try to micromanage God. Yeah. And that is just ridiculous. It's futile and that says more about us than it does mm -hmm. about him. But I know for us, it's not just to do with the conference, it's to do with all things, isn't it? Yeah. That we've really got to start this podcast from the platform that if you seek first the kingdom of God, yeah. all things are added unto you. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And that once you know that you're building something with God, mm -hmm. you're actually working for him he's not actually working for yeah. you in that sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that we're, you know, he's the boss. Yeah. He's, you know, he's the architect. Mm -hmm. He's the one that knows all things. He's the one that's funding it. Yeah. He's the one that's working it all together. Um, it's not the other way around. Yeah. And sometimes we approach God like that, don't we? Mm. Like, come on, God. Yeah. Get on board. Don't yeah. we? And yeah. even though it might not be as obvious as that, or we, we know, we're smart enough to know mm. in our flesh not to speak to God that way. Yeah. But the truth is, is that really is our position. Yeah. Come on, God. And we try to convince him, convince him to get on board our ideas, our small mm. ideas. Yeah. Our small capacities. Um, and we want him to come and bless the work mm. of our hands. And frankly, we want him to come and make things happen for yeah. us. Now, does he want to collaborate with us to get things done? A hundred percent. But the only way that we build things in our life properly is if we submit to his plans yeah. and his timings, his ways, and that we, that you know, we let him mold us mm -hmm. and shape us and not the other way around. Yeah. Because guess what? Brace yourself. I'm about to give life changing truth. Yeah. We change, not him. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we are the ones that change, yeah. not him. Yeah. We are the ones that conform and die to yeah. self, not him. Yeah. And but we forget that at times. Mm. And we might just forget that because we're enthusiastic and we want it a certain way. Yeah. But that's flesh. Yeah. And um it can be quite hard for us to let that go. Mm. And even when then God does something spectacular, we're still disappointed. Yeah. Because it wasn't doesn't look the way that we thought it was gonna yeah. be. Yeah. And that's kind of messed up flesh at its best. Oh, man, yes. <laughs> but also, I think, like, sometimes for me, there's, like, the world has its own kind of, like, time restraints. Mm. But, but sometimes it's easy to then try and put those restraints on God. Oh, yeah. And try and, like, be like, right, God, you know, I need this this week. Like, I need this, yeah. you know, within the next two hours would be brilliant, please. Wow. But, like, that's, you know, and again, like, it may not be that kind of... yeah you know, abrupt. But that really is the message from our heart. Yeah, that's yeah. what we're going with. That's the, that's the, if you like, the smell, yeah. the aroma that we release. Exactly. Yeah. And it's almost like, you know, like when you look in the Bible where, I think, again, I think it was Jairus' daughter mm. where Jesus stopped 
to deal with the woman with the issue, yeah, the issue of, blood. of blood on the way. Yeah. And Jairus was like, well, you've missed it now, haven't you? Like, yeah. you're late now. We got the mourners and the whalers in. Yeah, it's like, you know, where were you? You missed yeah. it. And sometimes I think we can get like that with God. Yeah. We were like, well, where were you? You've missed <gasps> but it. But you know what the truth is? I think in that, we would never admit this, but I think the truth is then we're disappointed with God. Yeah. That's awful, isn't so. it? Yeah. And I think that is the truth, is that because we expected it, at that time done that way in that moment <laughs> and then it doesn't happen i think there is a bit of a well because in our limitation wanting jesus to get to say to, to our house to save our daughter's life and she dies mm-hmm. is the ultimate end yeah failure it's done but to him death is not the limitation yeah you know he could have brought her back to life which he did yeah so it doesn't matter whether she dies or not because yeah. the power was much bigger than that but that's our limitation at work, isn't yeah. it? That once you die, you're done. Yeah. And he was operating from a whole different platform. Yeah. So sometimes we have those moments, don't we, where we realise that our ways, our plans, our understanding, mm. our demands yeah. really are hindering. And it never ceases to amaze me how God will always override my expectations mm. Whatever I expect God to do, he will always give more. Yeah. But it is hard to admit, but it is true that we are quite controlling. Yeah. And we are quite demanding and we are quite restrictive in our understandings and requirements of what we want God to do Mm. and when we want to do it and what it's going to look like. Yeah. So we can really miss out if we're not careful because we don't, we don't know, Mm. you know, Um, we, we don't know when God provides things for us or does things or brings the breakthrough sometimes because we're so focused on our understanding of that Mm -hmm. that when he brings something better we miss it because we're not seeing that as the breakthrough or the provision so we've really got to understand that yeah definitely yeah and And he has to work things in our hearts because of that yeah and i think sometimes as well like for me like even this morning so like you know i literally kind of had an email come through from somebody Mm. and that was kind of you know god kind of working that and making that possible and within literally like five minutes, I'd responded to that email and something was in place. But then even in that, there's part of me that was like, that was a bit easy. I feel I need to tell a story here. Okay. Okay. So I got married when I was 32. Mm-hmm. I just turned 32. Yeah. And I was a very good religious girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'd done it all right. Yeah. So... I didn't really go out looking for dating. I was committed to the body of Christ. I loved my life. I loved my relationship with God. You know, I didn't really have any demands or high expectations for a partner. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't have the list. Um, But for me, I was just very, look, if it happens, it happens. But if it doesn't, I'm good. And I really, that really was the truth of where I was, my position. And then, of course, flipping Craig Crosby turned up on his white horse and ruined all of that. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> but I can remember um, just even looking back on it, on how Craig and I got together and got married now. Mm-hmm. So we've been married 21 years this year. Yeah. So 2002, we got together in, I think, the March, April. Mm-hmm. We got engaged in the June and we got married in the December. Yeah so fast yeah but now especially when my kids are like tell me how you and dad met again you know and I'm like I cannot believe how easy that was yeah and I mean my flesh is going god we were foolish we should have been a lot more cautious you know I Mm. crushed what a fool I was that was very stupid of me to just trust God and let and you know yeah and listen to God I should have you know been a lot more controlling about that but looking back on it I really did think that when I met somebody it was going to be a a really quite difficult process Mm -hmm. because of course you know I had to guard the superiority of my spiritual life And I can remember there was one guy who was interested in me for years yeah. and then he gave up and he said to me, I'm give up. He said, you're just, I just can, I'm never going to have you. Oh, wow. And he said, I know you're holding out for John Wimber. 
Now, you don't know John Wimber, is it? Because you're a, a babe. Yeah. But John Wimber was this really old white preacher, uh, white uh, white bearded, long haired preacher, yeah. um, who I actually did quite like his teaching at the time. But, you know, oh, I think wow. he's been dead years, you know, oh, but he was God. like a really old guy. And he just sort of <laughs> shook the dust off his shoes and stormed off and was quite indignant with me. Oh, my God. Um, but that, you know, my religiosity yeah. had set this up for being really difficult. Yeah. But then God brought along Craig, yeah. who broke every stereotypical idea of what I thought I needed mm. and what I wanted. And he has been the most wonderful husband. Yeah. Wonderful husband. Um, He is exactly who I need. Yeah. Yes. And God has used him. Do you know the number one thing that God has used Craig for in my life that I adore and mm. love and I'm so grateful for is not loving me. Yeah. Although that is pretty wonderful. Yeah. It's that he comes after me. Yeah. He comes after me and challenges me on the truth mm. constantly. Yeah. He tells me off. He holds me accountable. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't he doesn't put up with any nonsense. And I love that. That is absolutely my joy. Yeah. And God knew that. Yeah. But that's kind of a silly story. But I think it's a good example yeah. of how we have these very, very strict, restrictive ideas about how we think God should work. Yeah. And then he brings a along something that is completely different completely what we think we couldn't do with yeah and it turns out if we work with god to be the most wonderful thing yeah. and that can be a partner it can be a career it can be a, a friendship it can be mm. an internal position it can be your self-belief and your identity yeah. it can be your ideas about how the world works it can be everything yeah but I'm telling you that he's had to dismantle quite mm. a lot of thinking in me over the years because I really was quite controlling in how I thought it should be. Yeah. And he's come along and said, well, actually, Beck, if you could just step aside, please, and give me a bit of space because I know so much better than you yeah. and I know exactly what you need. Exactly. And I think that's the point is that he will always give us oh, what we need. That. Like, it that's may love. not be, yeah, it may not be what we think we need, no. but it will always be the right thing for us. Mm. And I think for me, like that just reminded me of Jeremiah 29 verse 11, where it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, yeah. plans to give you a hope and a future. Exactly. And I just, I love that, that it's like God has plans for us. Yeah. That he is putting in motion. Yeah. But sometimes we can just get in the way of that because we try and bring like our own plans. Mm without that collaboration so like without working with him yeah we just bring our own thinking to the table definitely but we're so set on that that there's no room for movement because we're so like right this is what i want right this is what it looks like this is what it's going to be and god's like well that's great but what about this yeah but we don't stop and consider that but also <clears throat> how when god brings the right people into our life mm. that we think we don't need yeah. yeah, or they're different to how we would want them to be. What we really mean by that is, is that I would prefer these people to be what's easy for me. Mm, yeah. So, <clears throat> oh, sorry, a couple more stories here now. Yeah, Craig it. stories, God bless him. <laughs> um, is that I was pregnant with Blythe, my first child. And yeah. we had been told, I've been told since I was my, in my early 20s that I would never be able to have children. Yeah. And <clears throat> uh, so when we got pregnant... It was a real miracle. Mm. And then we were so excited and the doctors told us, don't get excited, you will lose this child. Wow. And I was just like, no, you know, no. Yeah. And we really had to believe God for the protection of our child. Mm. And I had the most brilliant pregnancy, yeah. brilliant birth. It was amazing. And then when we decided that we wanted another child, I got pregnant very easily. And then also then I had another wonderful pregnancy and wonderful birth. So yeah. it, it turned out to be everything that I was told it wouldn't be. Yeah. So about, oh, I don't know, six months into my pregnancy with Blythe, I started bleeding. Mm -hmm. And so Craig said, right, come on, let's go to the hospital. So we were on our way to the hospital and I was... Everything within me just could not accept an ounce of fear. Mm, yeah. And Craig was like, don't, you know, so I was expecting a loving husband with an arm around me yeah. saying, come on, love. But he was like, don't you dare. No. Mm. And he was quite direct with me, which is exactly what I needed. Yeah. Do not 
accept any fear. Mm-hmm. It is going to be well. Yeah. So we went into this room. They took us into this room and it was, um, there was a bed and a chair. Mm-hmm. So they said, could you wait here? We're going to go and get a doctor because we think there is a possibility you might have lost the baby. Oh, wow. And so I sat on the chair and Craig was sat on the bed. Yeah. And we had been waiting around for quite a while. And typical Craig, he t- takes a book, took a book with him because oh, he's wow. always reading, you yeah. know. So I'm sat there in silence trying to deal with this fear mm-hmm. and I'm taking it very seriously. You know, I'm crying out to God. Yeah. You know, I'm in that place. And I just felt this wobble and these tears, this cro- sob rising mm-hmm. in me. So I just went, Craig. And I sort of reached out my hand to him. And he was sat on the bed reading the book. And he put the book down and he looked at me and he went, do you know that Richard Branson started in a telephone box with £100 worth of change? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and in that moment, wow. I just, this sob just disappeared and the most raucous laughter came yeah. out of me. Um, hysterical, probably the deepest belly laugh I've ever had in my life. Yeah. And I thought, he's not listening <laughs> or paying any attention to the fact that his wife is in misery here. Oh he's caught God. up in his Richard Branson novel, uh, you know, autobiography, yeah. and he's impressed about his oh, beginnings. Wow. And I just absolutely laughed and I didn't feel no ill will. It was typical Craig. Yeah. I knew he was good. Mm-hmm. But then in that moment, I thought, he's not worried about this. Yeah. I am. Yeah. And it, just went deep into my spirit and I just knew it was okay so when the doctor came in me and Craig were sort of cuddling each other laughing hysterically and the doctor said was came in and he was quite shocked and he said has somebody been and told you what's happening I said oh yeah we're aware yeah and he went oh okay did a scan she was absolutely fine yeah yes and the bleeding was because she was kicking the absolute living life out of me and caused me internal bleeding oh my god and those you know now she if you know Blythe she's nearly 17 she's got the longest legs ever yeah and Eve and I my last three weeks of pregnancy I literally had internal bleeding and I was black and blue from the high kicks she was doing her dancing inside me already oh my gosh (laughs) so what I'm saying is is that you know, we have those moments, mm-hmm. don't we, when we just think it things need to be a certain way yeah. and, you know, then God just has a way of mm-hmm. working through people and cutting through what we think it should be. Yeah. And we know that he's got it in hand. Yeah. And that is what we forget. Yeah. I've got to read James 4 verse 7 here, mm-hmm. but I want to read it from the Message Bible. I love this scripture. It says, so... Let God work his will in you. Mm. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him scamper. Yes. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Oh, I love oh, that. Don't you love that? Oh, that is perfect. I and that, that is exactly what happened to me in that night. Yeah. And the way that he came to me in that moment was through Craig and his flipping nonsense. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, that told me that Craig wasn't worried. Yeah. And that then challenged the the lack of faith and the need to micromanage the situation within me. Yeah. So wow. we learn. Yeah. Don't we? We do. Um, I love that. But we do need to concern ourselves with the with God's business. Yeah. So when we're building things, when we're building our life, when we're mm. looking to pursue our faith and to do the things that God wants us to do, to do the difficult stuff like yeah. loving difficult people, treating each other properly, believing God mm. and, you know, loving him. Yeah. Um, that's only difficult to our flesh, by the way. Yeah. It's not difficult to our, our spirit. Yeah. Mm. When we concern ourselves with his business... He takes care of it. Mm, Yeah. 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 And it's, I think, where we come into that is we then have got, like you said, Mm. we have then got to live a life where we give it to God. Yeah. And we leave it with him. And we understand that we are, he's the boss. Yeah. And we are working for him. And it's not the other way around. Yeah. And when we get that right, then we are actually working on his plans, not ours. Mm-hmm. And at the limitations that we set upon that and the restrictions that we mm-hmm. have upon that really submit themselves. Yeah. Because that is what can be really shocking. Yeah. 
definitely and i think even like just to pull in here as well um another scripture in romans 8 verse 28 where it says all things work together for good for them that love god yeah and to them who are called according to his purpose oh i love that scripture so much and it's like i think i actually talked about this i think it may have been actually on the last podcast that yeah. we did about a sign that i bought when we were in america for oh the last yes conference. and it's next to my bed it's on my bedside table and it says give it to god and go to bed yeah and Simple. that for me has just been mm. just seeing that and just that constant reminder of just like stop worrying about it give it to god don't take it back and just go to bed but it's like so every now and then on social media there's this post that pops up and it's basically about you know Daniel slept in the lion's den. Jesus slept during a storm. And it was like, no matter what's happening, you can always have a nap. <laughs> and it's like, I love that because it's like, it's just that reminder that it's like, no matter what's happening, mm. God is always in control. Right. Like he knows what he's doing. And like in teaching that we've had recently within the community, we've looked at kind of the sovereignty of God. Yeah. And just for me, that again, it's just that constant reminder that God is the one in control. Mm. And it's like, I'm not. And I don't have to be in that sense. Like, I don't have to be the one micromanaging it. Right. And I don't have to know everything. I don't have to know everything that God's doing, but I have to trust him. Yeah. And I have to be able to give it to him and leave it in his hands mm. and trust that he's got it and trust that it's going to be okay. Yeah. Because that, and like, and he's given me so many scriptures that tell me that. Yeah. That reinforce mm. that, that remind me of that. But it's like, why would I then try and take it back? But I do. Uh, Craig, we had a situation last night where Craig said to me, <clears throat> something happened today and it was beautiful. Mm. And he shared what happened. And I was quite taken aback by what he said um, because it, it basically was that somebody gave him something mm -hmm. uh, through their words. Yeah that he needed yeah but he felt that was unavailable to him mm. for years and he said beck when they said that to me i felt healing mm. but i didn't know that i needed healing yeah and he wow. said that meant a lot to me today mm. and i said to him well love you know that's what happened to me in Houston in the last conference mm. in November. Yeah. I think I actually said that in the conference. I said, look, God is doing such a lot in me and it's so fast this these few days yeah. that I don't even need to concern myself. It's none of my business really what God's doing in me Yeah. on a level. I don't need to know everything. I don't need to be involved with everything. It's, he's taking care of business mm. in his person, yeah. which is me. Just because it's me doesn't mean I have to be privy. Yeah. It's a need to know basis. Yeah. And some things maybe I would interfere with if I knew fully what he was doing in my heart. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, you know, God likes us to be involved. Mm. He likes us to know what God he's doing, but we don't need to know everything. No. And I said to him, no, be careful that you don't micromanage mm. this and you go away and try and work it all out yeah. and get some sort of answer and logic for it all. Just say, thank you, God. Exactly. And yeah. walk it in the freedom of it. Yeah. Because that's what happened to me last November. Mm. And one of the things that happened, I mean, it's six months since the last conference. We yeah. got back the begin, literally the beginning of December, didn't we? Yeah. Um, that God hasn't stopped. Yeah. He hasn't stopped working new levels of truth mm. and working within our hearts and in our lives since then. Yeah. And we don't know everything. No. But we know it's significant. Yeah. And we just say, thank you, God. We acknowledge that he's doing it mm. and we don't interfere. Yeah. And... I think for me, I'm just really in that place where I'm becoming a lot more mindful about my interference. Mm -hmm. And I interrupt God a lot, mm. I think, at times in my flesh, where, you know, he's he's doing his work. He's doing it wonderfully, of course. Um, he's doing it from his position of truth, not mine. Mm. And I do kind of interrupt him and go, oh, this is great, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. What about this? And he's like, don't. Yeah. You know, trust me. Yeah. Um. So I'm very aware. I think I've just developed this new, if I'm really honest, I think the way I would describe it is I have new fear of the Lord mm -hmm. on it because yeah. I don't want him to not do it. Yeah. I don't want him to stop what he's doing mm. because I'm interfering yeah. so much. Um. 
So I think maybe that's a an area of growth in me mm. where it's just time to back away. Yeah. Let God do what he needs to do. And I just do not interrupt or yeah. interfere with that or not acknowledge that. Mm. But to accept that what happens is right. Yeah. So it's like, I know I've used, I think I've shared this story before that Craig um, is self-employed. Mm-hmm. He's a limited company. So, you know, we have to, he has to sort of um, apply for work yeah. uh, from contract to contract. Back at the beginning of our marriage, this there were times when we literally, I mean, it's funny to think about it now, but in our immaturity, we would beg God mm-hmm. for certain jobs. And I can remember one specific job. So um, the nature of Craig's job is that he, by nature, would travel anywhere mm-hmm. in the country or even yeah. the world to do his job and then come home. Yeah. And that's a lot of what his colleagues do mm-hmm. is that they don't they don't live at home. They're away either for the week and go home at the weekends or they, they're in other countries and do yeah. a contract and then come home. And we've always never really wanted to do that. There have been times when that's happened, but mm. we want to be a family unit and that's a biggie for us. Yeah. And we had this one job and it was literally on our doorstep. Mm. The money was spectacular. It would have released a lot of good things for us and yeah. it would mean that Craig would be home. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely God's will, according to us. It was yeah. definitely on. Yes, yes, yes. Why wouldn't it be God? Yeah. Dear God, it's everything that we want. And he didn't get the job. And yeah. we literally put on our sackcloth and ashes and we wailed for wow. months, you know. Yeah. And we got to the stage where we literally begged God for certain mm. jobs. I mean, we fasted even, to, if you want to know the truth. Yeah. And then it didn't happen. And then we were so disappointed. I mean, we laugh at that now. Yeah. Because what our stance which has come through craig is look if it doesn't happen it's not right yeah exactly and we just got to be okay with that yeah yes we we discern it Mm -hmm. is there something there that's blocking is that you know is that come from the enemy you know but it never has yeah it's always that we trust god Mm -hmm. and it's funny because at the moment he's working like two three hours away Mm -hmm. in another part of the country and some days he does that there and back in a day. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, but yet it is the most spectacular job. Yeah. With the right people. And it, it's it's so right. Mm, yeah. But yet, you know, we would want something on the doorstep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we really got to trust God. Yeah. But it was like, so like for me, like I'm getting ready now at the moment to have my jaw surgery done. Yes. That's kind of like my next big kind of thing now, mm. which is a little bit, it's a bit odd. Like when you start to really consider like yeah. what that means and, you know, not speaking for a few weeks. And... Not that I'm looking forward to <laughs> But it's just kind of like, it's suddenly now it's starting to feel a bit more real oh, and yes. a bit more kind yeah. of like. It's ticking it's now, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I had, um, so the way it's kind of done in the hospital is that I see like a consultant about my braces and then the surgery is done through a different team. Okay. So they cross over and they kind of, they discuss cases with each other, but it's done by two different mm. teams. So I'm finding that like a little bit odd because I'm not getting a lot of like official information. Yeah. So it's like I had an appointment yesterday with my kind of orthodontic consultant and he was just like, yeah, have you heard anything? Like, you know, do you know what's happening? And so I said, you know, I explained what I'd kind of heard. And he was like, yeah, that's what we heard too. Great. Okay, we're on the same page. Uh, well, you should get a letter. But, you know, if you have any questions, just give us a ring. And there's part of me that's just like, hang on. This is like, it's surgery. You're breaking my jaw, man. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm, I kind of want it to be a bit more like, right, this is when you come in. This is when we see yeah. you. This is what happens. You'll be out by dinner, you know. But it's I'll like, like that. <laughs> it's like what I, I think I've mentioned this before. It's like when you have a baby and you go into the hospital yeah. and you start, you know, you, you start labor. Yeah. And you go in and it, to you, it's like really serious. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh God, the baby's coming. Oh, what is this? Oh, I've got my books. I've got my stuff. Yeah. Oh, this is it. And you're like, really, you're taking yourself way too seriously. Yeah. And you get there and you meet the midwife and you expect her to go, right, get this girl into a, a cubicle. Let's get this baby delivered. And she yeah. goes, hiya, love. Want a cup of tea? <laughs> oh, you've got hours yet. Oh, just go read a book or put something on the telly. You know, and you're like, what? Yeah. And they just normalize yeah. it because they do this day in, day out. Exactly. But to you. Yeah. 
it's you're the only person that's ever had a baby yeah and i think and that's the thing is like <clears throat> you know i'm kind of stepping into that world but they <laughs> yeah. live in that world all the time you're having your jaw broken not having a baby make sure they know the difference <laughs> <laughs> that's a very different (laughs) but it's like there is that level where i'm like have i missed something have i missed a letter have i missed a phone call should i be ringing them but you said the same thing to me i think this morning you said it or yesterday because the two conferences that we've done i mean we literally cannot believe that you and i do that no (laughs) it's just you and me yeah and when you see the conference in full flow and we've got all the stuff going and everything you and I do that. Yeah, it's amazing. I know. Now, we have the wonderful American team that yes. we love and we're so oh, grateful for. So we thank you for that, Jesus, because they do help us a lot yes. and they take a lot of it. And we're so grateful. Yeah. Um, but we if we have this conversation, I think you said it to me yesterday, it was like, Beck, we're missing something. Yeah. And you said that about the surgery too. Yeah. I'm missing something. It's too easy. Yeah. And, even, and I'm, yeah, I'm even like, that's great But even this morning, like when the email came through. Right. There was part of me that was like, is this a scam? Like, if yeah, but how easy. But that thing that came through this morning, I mean, you've tried to do that yeah. for the last year. Yeah. And it's been impossible. Yeah. Doors have shut. You know, it's it's been a no from us. Yeah. And then this morning, it's almost embarrassing to say that you went and did that exactly. because it just came to you. That's it. But that's what grace does. Yeah. And so when God does it, we don't always have to go out and look for it. Mm-hmm. He will bring it to us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's just that then, like... When he, I mean, obviously, yeah, you have to be discerning and you have to know. Of course. Right, is this, you know, just because the door's open, yeah. do I walk through Right. It? But then, like, once you're like, yeah, this is it, you know, this is it, not to then try and find things wrong with it. Mm. So not to then try and, you know, be like, right, well, am I missing a letter? It's like, just trust that, it, yeah. trust it. Trust it's God in good. that. It's all good and that you're where you need to be and that, this, as you say, yeah. this is a grace. This is not you missing stuff. But, you know, I had my surgery because we're the surgery gang yes. this year, aren't we? Yeah. So I had my surgery, I think it's 12 weeks ago now. Wow. And I can remember, well, my surgeon laughs at me because I am I phone him quite a lot. <laughs> and I'm like, I think something's wrong. I think the surgery's gone wrong. I don't think it's working. Yeah. And he's like, well, why? What's your problems? And I'm like, well, I don't feel any pain and it's not difficult. And the things that, you know, we're told are going to happen, aren't happening. And he just laughs at me and he goes, it's working for you, you silly woman. He didn't say that, but I was reading his mind. It's working for you. And he laughs, he always laughs at me. And he's like, "Uh, you're the only patient I ever have that phones me constantly to to convince me that the surgery hasn't worked because it's going well for you. (laughs) And it's just like, Rebecca, trust it. You know, trust the process. But I do think that it comes back to some fundamental things Mm. like do we really trust God? Yeah. And the understanding that he is utterly in control. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, we might be in charge Mm -hmm. of ourselves and the orchestration of our life, but he's in control. Yeah. 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 We know from scripture there are safeguards there. Yeah. Like he doesn't let anything happen to us that he hasn't authorized. Yeah. I mean, hello, that's quite a good safeguard. That's amazing. He doesn't give us more that we can bear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't ask us to do anything that he doesn't equip us for. Yeah. You know, nothing is too hard mm-hmm. for us because he never pushes us beyond our faith yeah. and what, what we're able to do in him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the all things working together comes about. Yeah. But what I really love is um, even when we think that absolutely nothing is happening, God is silent and he's mm-hmm. not bothered. He is working constantly. Yeah in behind the scenes yes and just because there's silence or things don't appear to be happening the way that we think they should does not mean that he is not in control and things aren't being built Mm, yeah because we have learned that constantly haven't we yeah absolutely constantly yeah and i think back again to the last conference and we went to that conference we'd been through quite a tricky six months hadn't Mm, we yeah um we had before we gone to the conference yeah. and by the time we got there we got to the stage hadn't we where it was like we didn't know if we were financially going to be able to carry on with the cord um you know we would get under quite a lot of fire from mm-hmm. people yeah um you know we'd been through some quite hurtful hurtful things with some people and we it was we were questioning ourselves yeah and one of the questions I would come into the studio quite a lot of days, if I'm mm. honest, was why Why are we bothering? Yeah. Why are we doing this? Nobody wants us. Mm. You know, we're not yeah. seeing fruit. 
why are we doing this? And what we decided to do was to keep on being faithful because we knew and our leadership knew that it was authorised and correct. Yeah. And then we got to the conference and we were completely overwhelmed, weren't yeah. we? By people saying, let me tell you about how the po- what the what how we use your podcasts. Yeah, it was amazing. Let me tell you about what's changed in my life because of your podcasts. Mm. And we literally stood there with our mouth on the floor, didn't we? Yeah. And we thought, my God, how stupid are we? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How stupid are we yeah. to think that God is not working mm. in the hearts of people? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. And that what we are building is being eaten. Mm, Yeah. And we will never know the impact of what is fully going on in the lives of people. And that's why we've got to trust God. Mm. Because we don't always get the evidence that we want. Yeah. Yes. Um, But we know that he is building things Mm. absolutely correctly. Yeah. A lot of it behind the scenes. Yeah. And we've just got to be mature about that. Yeah. And not so needy. Yeah. Because we are a bit, aren't yeah. we, sometimes? I think so. Yeah. 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 But I can remember we got to that place that we were having the Esther teaching at the time in our community. Yeah. And I can remember coming here one morning and going, right, I've had enough of all this moaning now. If we die, we die. Yes. Just like Esther. If we <laughs> die, we die. Yeah. You know, if we lose everything, we lose everything. At least we'll yeah. be lose everything together. Yeah. You know, come on, enough moaning, enough whinging. Let's trust God. Mm. There's God and we believe him or we don't. But exactly. I can't be in this place no more. Yeah. And then God did it. Yeah. Didn't it? But like sometimes, like you have to get to that point. Oh, yeah. Where you're just like, do you know what? Well, it's the place of faith. Yeah, exactly. Where we leap off the edge. Yeah. And you're just like, God, you know, you, you, you give it to God in that moment and you're just like, right, God. Because what we're speaking out is not reality. What we're speaking yeah. out is the limitation of our own thinking. Yeah. Got to bring a scripture in here. Oh, yeah. Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6. Yeah. But in the message again. Yeah. Step aside and let God be God. Yeah. Tell the Lord thank you. In other words, shut up. Yeah. Just say thank you. Yes. Step aside. Hush your noise. Yeah. Stop your whining. Stop being difficult. Stop playing the victim. Just step aside and let God be God and do his thing. Yeah. And then just say thank you. I love that. Don't you love that? Oh, that is perfect. Because that really sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, it it does. That's the place of faith and acceptance. Yes. And that's the place I want to be in. Yeah. I love that. Just well, that actually, it's the place I'm going to make sure I'm in. Yeah, just that point where you're just like, you know what? Thanks, God. Like, just thank, thank you. you. And then just that absolute trust. I love that. That yeah. I'm highlighting that one. Why do we always that. feel the need, though? Me too. Why do Why do we always feel the need, though, to sort of hijack the things of yeah. God and make such a big deal about mm-hmm. it and turn it into a stuff about us? Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, just say thanks yeah. thank you God and connect to, to him working mm. let yeah. him get on with it give him plenty of room yeah and let all things work together for our good yeah but Ooh. it's that control that we have to address yeah it is where yeah. because what control our control does and our need to control things does if we're savvy mm. and spiritually smart which we all are because yeah. we have the Holy Spirit within us when we have that need to control outcomes and situations and what it looks like and all of that, mm. what it really does is it just brings the issues of self into the light. Yeah. So, for example, um, for ex- let's use the example of the the slow um, numbers mm-hmm. on the yeah. conference. Um, so it was slow. And we were sort of in jeopardy, if you like, in the natural till about three, four weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Um, We weren't going to hit our targets. We didn't know if the hotel would facilitate the numbers, Mm -hmm. all of that. Yeah. And now we're way, we're fine. We're way above. Actually, I think we're over double. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it's fine. Yeah. Um, But in that process, we start to get concerned. Mm -hmm. It's not happening the way it did last time. Yeah. It's not happening. Why isn't God blessing this? Surely we're doing what God wants. Why wouldn't he bless it? God knows what we need. God knows that this would be good for us. God knows that this would bless us if he he did this or that. This would enable us Mm. to do this because I'd already worked it out that if we had a certain number of people, we would cover all our costs and then we would have money left over to be able to put down as a deposit for something else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
but that's obviously not how God's going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so I had it all worked out in my mind. Yeah. But then you can have a little voice that says, oh, we're going to look really stupid now if people don't want to come to our conferences. It's going to look like failure. So that's pride. Yeah, yeah. Yes? Yeah. So then you might have, oh, if we fail, all those people that don't believe in us are going to scoff at us and we're going to have to eat humble pie. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to lose face. Oh, I look stupid. Oh, maybe we're not as popular as we thought we Mm. are. Maybe people don't want what we've got. Poor old me. Mm. And then before you know it, whatever is an issue of yourself yeah. is highlighted when we need to control things. Yeah. So we need to pay attention when that need to control mm. outcomes arises because you yeah. know that's quite a strong feeling. Yeah. So when that arises in us, that's quite valuable to us mm. because we need to stand back and acknowledge and see what's yeah. rising up in us and then put it to death. Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Because he's in control. Yeah. God doesn't really care a lot about our face, although he does. Because ultimately what's right is that we stand correctly Mm -hmm. and that we're part of what he's doing. Yeah. So he's going to do what he wants to do, whether we're involved or not. Yeah. Um, But the only difference is that, whether we we are involved or not. Yeah. So God will still build what he wants in the Mm -hmm. earth. But if we don't want to do it or if we want to control it, he'll just go find somebody who, who won't. Yeah. Um, But he will always do that because when he builds things his way Mm. and within his capacity, then he gets the glory for it. Yeah. Not us. Yeah. And that's actually part of it, that that need to control things really is about how we will look. Mm. And that means then that when it does well, we like a little bit of the glory and the acknowledgement for that. Look how well we have done. Yeah. Yes. Look how God has blessed us. Yeah. 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 And so even though that's correct in the sense of, of course, God wants to bless the work of our hands. Mm. The the heart is just a little bit off. Yeah. So, you know, this need to control things and to where we've just got to, you know, be involved where we don't need to be involved. Um, where we're not in a position of submission and obedience mm. and peace, but we're in that need to sort of navigate God a little bit. Yeah. Um, that's a good in time and place to show us really the state of our heart and yeah. what needs to die. Yeah. Um, and we've got to listen to that. Yeah, definitely. Because in this process of our next conference, mm. I'm going to be honest that there have definitely been things that have highlighted in me. Yeah in the need to control the narrative Mm. and I've let them die. Yeah. I really have. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I think that then, like you said, like that, that brings about other things. It brings about like worry. Yeah. Right. All those, yeah. You know, um, panic in some instances or. That we stay up all night worrying about how we're going to afford to do this. And God's like, I'm sleeping just great. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. He's like, well, (laughs) I already know. I'm I'm in the boat having a kip. Don't worry about me. Exactly. (laughs) But it comes back to that thing, doesn't it? Like, it always kind of, it leads to something else in us. Yeah. It's never just kind of a standalone thing. Mm. That kind of, that micromanagement or that that control, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. It leads to more kind of negative feelings. Yes. So that panic, anxiety, worry, fear, mm. all those things. And then that is then what controls us. Yeah. Because then everything that we do from that point comes out of that. So, you know, we're worrying about the numbers. We're panicking about not being able to pay the hotel. Yeah. We're concerned about people's um, view of us if yeah. it doesn't all go well. And then that creates even more noise. Yeah. That doesn't allow us to see God and what he's because doing. Because that's ego. Yeah. And I can remember running into the house one day and going, Craig, we got to pray. The numbers aren't there. Mm. And he just looked up for me and he went, you need to sort yourself out. And I was like, what? And he said, honestly, we know God's going to do it. Yeah. It's his business. It's his conference. You're only doing what what he asked you mm-hmm. to do. This is God's conference, not yours. Yeah. So what I suggest you do is you lose that fear and you lose whatever it is that is making you like this. Yeah. Put a smile on your face and start thanking God for those numbers. So that. now oh, I went home yesterday and I said, Craig, the numbers are there way beyond. Yeah. And he's just, and he looked, gives me a look and I went, don't say <laughs> a word. And he didn't have to because his eyes communicated yeah. to me everything. And it was really, I hope you've grown from this. Yeah. And tr- and we trust God. Wow. 
Yeah, God will do what he says. Yeah. So we've had lots of like laughter mm-hmm. about that in our house the last few days. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, you yeah. know, it's his business. Yeah, exactly. He's taking care of his business. Yeah. And I just got to stop interfering. I love that. Yeah. Interrupting. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah, Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Mm-hmm. I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. Yeah. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope in a future. Yeah. Now, we believe that or we don't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah? yeah. God's not cruel. We say that a lot in accord, yeah. don't we? Yeah. God is not cruel. He doesn't say, this is what I want from you. Now it's going to be really hard to yeah. get. No. And you need to worry about it. You need to strive over it. You need to sell your firstborn child to pay for it. You know, you ne- it's going to be a lot of slog. But when you achieve it, mm. I want all the glory. Yeah. That's not what no. God does. No, not at all. But whatever God asks us to do, we need to do it. Yeah. Whatever he says to you, do it. But we've got to do that from a correct heart position of ease, yeah. of trust and joy. Yeah. Because if we're going to just hijack it with our doom and gloom, mm. that's not going to really end well. So we might get the end result yeah. that God required, but we kind of wasted the journey a little bit yeah. where we haven't learned anything. Yeah. Yes. But the power of doing it my way mm. and what I want and my preferences and what I need is quite shocking and we've kind of said it in a light-hearted way today on the podcast but that place really does scare me yeah because the demands of our flesh and the um lack of flexibility Mm. in our flesh yeah can be absolutely scary at times And that's why we lose correct relationships. That's why we don't do what God wants us Mm. to do. That's why we avoid truthful things. And that's why we don't live our life to fulfill destiny Mm. because we avoid it because of the pressure that we feel that is. But if God's doing it, there is no pressure. The only pressure is for you to die and let him do it. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, it's not difficult. No. But we make it so difficult because it's all about us. Yeah. And that ultimately is what has to die. Yeah. 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 John 16, verse 13. Thank you, John. When the spirit of truth comes, Mm. he will guide you into all truth. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Full stop. Yeah. Done. So when the spirit of truth comes, Mm. when we know what God wants, when he speaks into our heart and Mm. says, this is what I need you to do. Yeah. We should be partnering with him at that point to go, amen. You've got it, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's start this journey. And we be honest with him. Mm. I have gone to God so many times in my life and said, I love you. Mm. I want this, but I don't have faith for it. Mm. I have pretend faith. Yeah. I have the best faith that I can muster up, Mm -hmm. but I don't have real faith on this. So I'm asking you to forgive me for that. But I'm also asking you to help me yeah. and to start a reality of that mm. because I want to do this properly. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, that is the reality of my prayer mm. where I know that I'm going to interfere. Yeah. I know I'm going to hijack God. I know I'm going to worry. Yeah. I know I'm going to be afraid. And I can remember um, having teaching years, years ago um, and thinking to myself, my God, how am I ever going to have faith for this? Mm how yeah and if i was really quiet i could hear the holy spirit laughing at that point because <laughs> it's nonsense you know yeah. of course he equips you mm-hmm. he's not cruel he tells you what he wants and then he equips you for yeah. it but the only process that we have to have is where we just walk carefully in that and yeah. let him do it yeah we don't hinder him so i think this is a real thing yeah i think Definitely. hijacking god and just not letting him do it and mm. it is a real thing yeah um but we want it on our terms yeah. at our pace yeah our way with our rewards mm. with things that make us feel comfortable that we don't really have to die for yeah uh and sometimes we want the outcomes but without change yeah. changing for it or dying for it yeah and that's not really what it's for you know yeah um so I I know ultimately that going to, to Houston to do a conference on honesty is not about going to Houston and doing a conference mm. on honesty. It's about me dying and becoming more honest. Yes. 
That's yeah. ultimately what that's about. Yeah. Same as for you. Yeah, definitely. I know that going to Houston last year and doing a conference mm. on self on good, healthy self-identity in Christ is not about going and doing a conference, even yeah. though he did that. And there was an ex- amazing breakthrough mm. in people. Yeah. It ultimately was about us yeah. becoming good in our identity in Christ. Yeah. So we've got to change. Yeah. And um, yeah. I just love God. He yeah. is so clever. Yeah. Why are we shocked? I know. <laughs> we say that a lot. We say that a lot. Yeah. God, he's so clever. But it's just, but it, like, like you said, I think you said this kind of earlier in the podcast. But it's like when you have those moments where God does it, and you sit there and you're just like, why was I even worrying? Why was I, why was I letting myself? Yeah. Try and control it. Why was I? Why can't I just trust Him? But it is. It really is that simple of just. Yeah. Trusting him and giving it to him. So it com- it, it really is that there. scripture, Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6, yeah. play, isn't it? Come on, step aside, Beck. I love that. Let God be God. Get out the way. Yes. And just say to the Lord, thank you. Yes. Don't stop taking yourself so seriously. Yeah. Stop being so pretentious. Yeah. Stop being so serious mm. and sort of, you know, very, very protective of your mm. negativity and fears. Yeah. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. Yeah. Um, stop the religiosity mm. of feeling that you're sacrificing something because yeah. you're simply believing, you know? Yeah. We should be doing that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just l- enjoy God. Yeah. And that's the kind of feel I get about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, I mean, if you had to be, we say this again a lot in, <laughs> in Accord, but I really, ge- and I don't mean this to sound patronising because it generally is, I'm being honest, mm. I don't know how people without God do it. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I know the answer is they don't. Yeah. They don't do it. Yeah. They form issues in their life mm-hmm. to to cope. Yeah. Um, but if I was faced with the reality that my whole life was just about what I could produce, mm. oh, that, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Because that doesn't sort of work very well with my personality and mm. my beliefs and my you know everything core values and that would be a huge pressure for me huge Mm. that would give me a lot of fear and anxiety yeah so you'd think that when god almighty comes along and says hey jump on board yeah come and work for me yeah yes um let me uh work through you in you and for you Mm -hmm. let me provide for you let me equip you yeah let me guide you and show you right from wrong. Let me accomplish all that I need to do for your good. You think we'd be up for that, wouldn't you? Yeah. So why do we fight it? Yeah. I mean, that's a mystery, isn't it? Yeah. But it's like even like I mean, I, again, we talk about this a lot. The chosen, right? Yeah. Oh, we love. We the do chosen. talk about the chosen a lot. But it's like even in that where you had like you know the fishermen and where God was literally like Jesus was literally like right, come with me, leave everything. <laughs> Leave your wives. Don't know when you'll be back. You know, I know you're the bread earner, but now you're with me. We're off. Like, we're, we're going. So it's like, even in that, like, we don't even have to do that. Yeah. Like, we don't have to actually physically leave and go and, you know, go and do that. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. Yeah. Because Craig has used that line a couple of times when he gets overwhelmed in the girl house. Oh, yeah. Yes, when hormones are <laughs> heightened and he's got a wife and two teenage girls that are driving oh him gosh. nuts. He's like, I'd just like to remind you that Jesus, that, you know, the disciples went out one day to do their job and they never came back. So he said, I'm not saying that's what I want, he said, but I'm going off to the golf range for a couple of hours. <laughs> that's his vision. <laughs> they left everything he said why do you think those people did it so easily you think about it they just were doing their business and jesus said come and follow me and they went there's a reason for that but it's like you know for us like we don't even have to do that no you know we don't even have to leave our natural lives and and do that yeah so it's like even in that sense we got it easy, like we got it good. We got this is the good life. I yeah. say that a lot too, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> no, this is the good life. Yeah. This is what we've given our lives for. This yeah. is our service. This is our joy. This is our delight. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. This is this. We're blessed. Yeah. And um, but it's all about perspective, isn't yeah, it? it? It's about how we see things. Definitely. Uh, but we've got to also learn to live in the norm mm-hmm. and in the mundane because God yeah. actually builds and works the most miraculous things in the mundane yeah 
and um, that's what turns our life into um, not into we don't we can't just live from event to event yeah but we need to learn you know uh, to live in in the sustainability of mm. life in Christ yeah so that's what we do that's why the 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 sort of everyday, the mm. mundane, the the norm. Yeah. That's why that stuff is so important. Yeah. Because if we only lived in the Shazam of events, yeah, oh, that would be quite difficult to sustain. We'd yeah. have hit highs and lows, wouldn't we? Yeah. So we sort of even out our our supernatural mm. life in God through sustainability. Yeah. And through living and learning to live in the mundane, to to be faithful when you see God at work mm. and to be just as faithful when you can't always see him yeah. at work yeah, because he always is at work. Yeah, definitely. And that's where faith and maturity come in. Yeah. Oh, it's good stuff, oh, isn't it? it's amazing. So, so good. we are going, that's it? Yeah. So we're going to go and finish our packing now. Yes. Do you need to jump on a yeah. suitcase this afternoon? I think I might do. Oh, no. I think we might have to. Can I just reiterate, though, how, like, good the studio looks? I can't believe it. I thought that. Yeah. I mean, it's not bad. Do you remember last year? It did literally look like we'd been burgled. Yeah, yeah. Whereas this year, it's looking We're on it, girl. Nice. Yeah. I know. We're on I it. I like it. So, um, we're not going to do a podcast next week. We've run out of time. Um, yeah. We've got to go and build other things in the other part of the kingdom. Yeah. But we will be back. Yes. And I'm looking forward to it because we're going to have a nice little series when we come back of um, sort of testimonies and yeah. feedback from the conference, which we always love to do with some yeah. sound bites. Because we're taking the podcast with us. Yeah. We're at our conferences wait. we set up our we call it our honesty pod this yeah. conference so we always like people to come and um and give some sound bites for us yeah. and to share what god's done so oh i can't wait to hear yes. that it's always good it's always good that. and now we've got to go and work out what we're going to wear yeah yeah because it's like yeah. mega hot there at the moment yeah mind you it's pretty hot here today too. it's very hot here today so i feel like this is kind of preparation i might need a siesta with your packing you know oh, i'm a woman siesta. of a certain age after all <laughs> I might need you to you've got youth on your side you're all right <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> anyway enough waffle um okay well i hope you've enjoyed that today yeah. we just want to encourage everybody to look let's just not stop taking ourselves so seriously yeah. let's just um stop having this need to control everything and all the outcomes mm. and just to have some more flexibility and to trust god because all things really want to work together for our good yeah. and uh, that control keeps interrupting that yeah. and that just doesn't give us the results and the outcomes that we want yeah. until next time bye, bye.